0: and welcome to the Investor Forum podcast. Uh, this month, we're very pleased to be joined by Andrew McCaffrey, who is Global Chief Investment Officer, Asset Management at Fidelity. Uh, Andrew, 2021 has been a fantastic year for financial markets, and we've seen excellent performance, particularly from developed market equities uh, in the year so far. Um, many private and institutional investors have been driven by the idea that there is no alternative to equities. Um, as we look ahead to 2022, are we at risk of that there is no alternative argument running out of steam?
1: Well, I think on this, uh, Kieran, it is important to step back And what is that uh, macro perspective. And you know, we have deeply negative real rates drive in uh, uh, the markets and they really are a very powerful force. And, and so support that asset demand channel for equities that uh, uh, you know we framed as Tina. And I'm, I'm not sure that's going to go away uh, when you think that we have such heavy debt burdens and you know, they need these negative real rates as a policy choice um, to uh, support this. I think the reality is, though, that the central banks slowing down the asset uh, buying, a uh, couple with a shift in, in asset demand um, uh, patterns, you know, are key factors to, to watch from here. Do they continue to support or, or does that start to slightly change? Because the rise in leverage in the system, uh, you know, can amplify, but it can also lead to the unwind. And I think that's where It comes back to maybe for 2022, I feel that one of the factors that could drive policy mistake is the response to inflation and the degree to which inflation actually is a major issue that doesn't go away and creates that heartache for central bank policy and that need for uh, negative real rates to support the debt burden.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And inflation is going to be really key for the outlook as we look into 2022. Um, As we go through the year, and as you mentioned, that policy mistake being a potential risk, what are some of the specific catalysts or waypoints or risk factors that you're watching um, as we think about that risk uh, involving inflation and central bank policy?
1: So when we look at the the bottom-up profile and from our monthly analyst survey, Uh, it demonstrates that across many companies that there are two things that are developing that could be uh, worrying again playing to the 22 outlook on inflation it's the fact that the price pressures are not abating and that we are seeing still um, signs that uh, you know even though hopes for supply side uh, constraints starting to ease slightly that they're not going away uh, in what we see in that bottom-up analysis. But also, at the same time, management's talking about a slightly more negative profile to, to growth starting to come through. And I think this links to another, which is the uh, energy increases that really are, on one side, have pushed up and, and could help sustain inflation. On the other, they are very much a tax on income. And I think for central bank policy, the challenge into next year, is the degree to which being forced to look at that support around the debt burden, but as the economy has continued to uh, to run and you know stimulus is not going away as well, and as the supply side constraints, you know have a mixed picture of uh, easing, you know do they actually end up in a position where they have to um, tighten later or allow things to get a little bit ahead, but then the markets force some of that. Uh, Uh, change upon them. And that's the real challenge, I think, as we go into 22.
0: Thank you. And just changing gears, uh, we talked about developed markets doing so well uh, this year. Um, Of course, the story has been quite different for China and emerging markets more generally, um, as various issues related to the pandemic and changing economic policies in China um, have led to much weaker performance there. Um, As we look to next year, how do you think investors should be thinking about emerging markets and China? uh, And what would be the signal for you to buy into emerging markets versus developed markets?
1: So I think there's a very important difference when you look across to China um, and to uh, uh, many of the emerging markets is that where they are in their policy cycle and the fact that many of them had tightened and had seen uh, growth not just leveling off, but coming down as that um, monetary policy is uh, uh, tightening. Has come through the the economy. Um, so, I suppose the two things that really looking for there is that do we see that uh, you know that starts to um, ease, and in some of these countries that we get really quite a virtuous process of uh, rates topping and starting to come down, um, strong currencies and current accounts um, uh, flowing through, and that you know given the opportunity for uh, really quite sustained performance and I think this is a very interesting one for debt and for for currencies looking ahead for china specifically the credit impulse appears to bottom be turning up will it accelerate is i think a big question mark but at least it starts to take away a big headwind and give a tailwind as we look forward and that could be very different to uh, what we see in the, the West, as uh, I just discussed, on central bank policy. So, looking for some of those signs to kick in, and then for the relative um, performance across uh, the world and capital to move. You know, actually being quite a favourable time in twenty two for China and some of these emerging markets, as we see some of those signals start to uh, to pick up in a more favourable tailwind compared to those headwinds of twenty one.
0: Okay, thank you. So, we've we've talked inflation, we've talked policy, we've talked uh, China. Are there other Key view to be, you think are worth highlighting as we head into the
1: new year? So, I think one we can't lose sight of, uh, especially as we've just off the back of COP26, is uh, what does this mean in terms of a persistent demand around certain materials? Uh, how is this going to feed into when the fact we have Article 6 is uh, creating a carbon pricing um, environment that still we need to move for it to be implemented? Um, And maybe the whole part is watching the pledges move to implementation and what does that mean for inflation, um, for the movement of uh, capital to to build this uh, infrastructure and to work on technology to turn that sort of pledge to implementation around this. I think that's going to be an important part in 22. And then maybe the um, uh, key thing, just building on what I said about you know, effectively, we have a bit of a catch 2022 for central banks with this persistent inflation and how they calibrate for, for that. Um, but also is that when I look to the West, that the uh, fiscal and regulatory policy mix, given that we've got uh, challenges around the political environment in the US and, and possibly as we move towards midterms a change in the, the Congress uh, dynamics, uh, you know, do we see the, the markets starting to think again about uh, you know, how sustained growth um, profile is at the time that inflation is not abating? And then again, markets starting to um, fear that central banks are not quite in the control that we all believe for the, the benign environment uh, that we see 21 ending in.
0: Catch 2022, you heard it here first. <laughs> Andrew, thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, today on the uh, Investor Forum podcast.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Karen.